Hello and welcome to Innovations, a podcast series brought to you by the experts at Sanford Health. You're listening to our 19th episode, A Connection to Fight Cancer. I'm your host, Simon Floss with Sanford Health News. The practice of medicine goes far beyond clinic walls. The Innovation Podcast looks at the biggest issues facing healthcare today. Each one of these episodes offers the opportunity to see the ever-changing world of health and wellness through new eyes. Our leaders offer out-of-the-box solutions to some nagging questions. Today, we are talking about a disease that's affected everybody in one way or another, cancer. Recently, Sanford Health has become heavily involved with the Connect for Cancer Prevention Study, a research study from the National Cancer Institute aimed at better understanding the causes of cancer and how to prevent it. Here to help explain what we need to know is a distinguished panel of guests, Chung Hun Chan, Deanna Witte, and Amanda Mensing. Dr. Chan and Amanda are joining us from Sioux Falls, and Deanne Witte is joining us from Fargo. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We'll get right to it because this is a big topic with a lot to unpack. Chung, we'll first start with you. What exactly is the Connect study? So the Connect study is a new uh, innovative um, study that the National Cancer Institute has um, started um, that basically is looking at um, causes of cancer and developing... um, a new resource for researchers nationwide um, to basically look at things like um, how your lifestyle or where you lived and your genetics and, and other factors might affect um, your risk for developing cancer. Um, and the, the goal really is to um, identify these new um, potential risks and um, you know, help prevent cancer. Amanda, if someone was going to ask you why this study is important, what would you say? Well, I would say that the study is one of the first that enrolls people before they ever get cancer. Uh, I know a lot of research studies focus on patients when they get cancer, whereas this one looks at uh, people before with no indication that they would get cancer. Uh, we're also looking at, as Chun said, environmental factors such as where a person grew up, where they currently live, uh, where they work, any social factors, and Uh, their lifestyle choices in terms of how that could lead them to either develop or not develop cancer later on. So this is just incredibly useful. Exactly. Deanne, in your mind, what's the most unique thing about the Connect study? I think for the most part, um, it's such a large study. They're looking to enroll up to 200,000 people, and it's a long-term study um, over the course of at least 10-plus years of healthy individuals um, most of the most of the studies, as Amanda said, uh, deal with treatments rather than the, trying to find the cause. So this is kind of, in my mind, what would be the most unique thing, I guess. John, how did Sanford Health become a part of this study? Um, so through my work with um, the Sanford Biobank, um, I got to know the um, folks at uh, the National Cancer Institute. Um, and uh, many years ago, they invited me to um, present... Um, present to them on what we do at Sanford as far as uh, research and biobanking is concerned. Um, and then um, uh, that led to them to inviting us to um, submit an application to participate in this study. Um, and we were successful in, um, in uh, being awarded that contract, and, and that's how we got here. What was, that, what was that experience like? I mean, one, being asked to present that, and then two, just having that direct connection with the Institute. Um, I, I, it was it was actually um, 
a interesting experience in in the sense that um, you know I was not expecting them to uh, reach out to us. Um, generally, you know, um, in research, normally we look for the funding opportunities, but in this case, the NCI actually directly approached us, uh, which was unexpected, but also quite an honour, I think, um, for us. Um, and you know, I think um, obviously whatever um, we were doing here, they were impressed with and and, and saw the value of including Sanford Health. Um, in this um, important new study, um, and um, and I think that uh, definitely having those relationships with um, the National Cancer Institute uh, and the leadership there um, definitely benefited uh, us. You know the the old expression "Don't call us, we'll call you." They actually called us. Yes. You know, so uh, <laughs> yeah. what's what's that say about Sanford Health in general? I think that basically says that, um, you know, Sanford Health has is, is started to become recognized as a leader in research. Amanda, how can a person join the study? So there's a few different ways that we're looking for participants. Uh, if, there are, uh, if someone is eligible, uh, they may get an invitation from Sanford Research through either my chart or also in the mail. Um, otherwise, we do welcome people to go to uh, the website for the study, cancer.gov slash connect study. And then we're also going to be placing posters, working on recruitment there. Uh, we're going to be working with some of our Sanford physicians uh, to see how they can get their patients involved as well. Why would you recommend that someone get involved and join the study? I think this is a really unique opportunity to be able to uh, input uh, the way um, a person you know, chooses to you know, live as far as social life or, or location um, and provide that information and just basically give it as, as a bank to try to help our future generations uh, try to um, find potential causes of, of cancer that we may not have even thought of. Sure. Um, and speaking of, uh, you know, potential causes, these, these um outliers as far as the study where someone lives, their genetics. Mm -hmm. um, just a reminder for people listening, what are some of the, um, you know, the biggest uh, causes, if you will, or just those, those out, outer layers um, that might contribute to a cancer diagnosis later in life? Yeah, I, I think a lot of what people think of right now are causes of cancer are the obvious ones, smoking for one. Mm -hmm. um, so this is really looking at you know, is where you live a potential, uh, you know, do you have a higher risk depending on what part of the country you live in, um, which I think is, is the main reason that it's so important that we're working with so many different locations uh, throughout the country is we can try to determine that. Um, How many locations? Sorry to interrupt. We if have, you have a ballpark number, too. We have nine right now, I believe. Am I right on that, Chun? Yeah, that, that, so, so Sanford is one of nine institutions nationwide that are uh, working together to recruit for the study. And I'm assuming it's, it, like you said, nationwide, coast to coast, Midwest, down south. Yes, um, yes, there, there are um, <clears throat> uh, uh, representation from um, you know, the East Coast, the Midwest, um, the uh, Pacific Northwest. We even have a location in Hawaii. Well... Aloha. <laughs> uh, Deanne, say a person wants to join the study. Um, what are some things that they need to know? What's going to be expected of them? And uh, what are the responsibilities of participants? 
Um, after you consent and join the study, you'll just be asked to complete a variety of questions um, in the form of surveys, answering questions about your health history, environmental questions about where you work and live, um, among others, of course, um, just all background information that might help assist researchers in, in, the, in the long run as far as looking back. Um, you'll be asked to make an appointment to complete sample collection of blood, urine, and saliva. And after that first initial round of, of survey and, and um, sample collection, participants will be contacted periodically to complete additional surveys and provide um, additional sample collections. And you said this is, um, you know, a, a, a long study, 10 years plus. Um, what's, what's kind of the, the time frame on that again? A time frame on the biospecimen collections? Uh, no, just the, the, just the length of the study. Um, Chen, maybe you could answer that better than I could. Um, I know 10 plus years as far as following um, people in the most, um, the age group more likely to develop cancer, I guess. Um, sure, Chan, if you want to take that. Uh, so so um, as, as designed right now with the study, um, the NCI are hoping to um, follow participants for um, at least 10 years um, with the idea that um, over the course of those 10 years um, and, and with the age group that we're actually uh, looking at, uh, between the ages of 40 and 65, um, based on national statistics, um, they would expect a proportion of them to develop cancer during that 10-year um, period. Um, however, um, the NCI have also indicated to us that if um, this study is a success um, in terms of recruitment, that they would actually consider extending it beyond 10 years um, and possibly up to 20 years um, in length. And this will <coughs> really be... Um, uh, you know, probably the most comprehensive um, uh, study for uh, looking at uh, the causes of cancer um, anywhere in the world, because um, most studies that generally do not do a long-term 10 to 20-year follow-up. Mm. Wow. What, uh, what information will be collected from a person, and then how will it be used? Um, so in addition to the survey questions um, that uh, Deanne mentioned, um, uh, we will also ask participants to give us permission to access their medical records. Um, so um, Sanford will um, provide um, uh, medical record information um, to um, the NCI that will be associated with this, the survey questions as well as the um, samples that have been collected. Um, and all of this information will be um, uh, collated together and then um, they will draw, also draw upon additional um, information, um, such as uh, you know geographic location. Um, so they may they may look at things like um, you know particularly in the Midwest they might look at um, you know uh, uh, the type of um, uh, industry that occurs around here. So obviously in the Midwest there's a lot of farming. So they might look at farming and potential exposures to agricultural chemicals mm. um, and then tie that back with where you actually live um, and see whether there's a potential that you, you were exposed to some sort of pesticide or something like that and if there's maybe a link between that and developing cancer. Mm. Um, so really they're using a variety of different information as well as the information that we provide and that the participant provides themselves to really get a comprehensive picture of you know, wh what um, is it that the, the participant may have been exposed to at some point that may result in um, developing cancer? Mm, this is just fascinating. Amanda, what are the benefits of joining Connect? So 
In terms of direct benefits, there's not really anything, any direct benefits to the participant, but overall we're looking at a benefit to the general knowledge of cancer in terms of how it could develop, um, and that could impact future generations and help prevent cancer by determining causes and the risks associated with it. So, so much of it is, is a long-term impact and looking at doing a study that could impact future generations and the participants' children or grandchildren. Deanne, say that there's someone with no history of cancer. What would compel them to participate in the study or why should they still participate? More than likely, someone has been touched somehow by cancer, um, whether it be through a relative or a close friend or a co-worker. Um, we all kind of know people that have had to go through cancer treatment. And, um, you know, this is a way for, for those people to feel like they're helping and feel like they're contributing to um, the cause. And um, I think that's just a, it's a feel-good way of saying that, you know what, I'm involved in this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to help in whatever way I can. And like you said, it, cancer truly has impacted um, everyone in one way or another. Um, Chan, how has this study impacted if a participant develops cancer? Um, so if a participant develops cancer, um, uh, it, it will actually not impact the study um, in the sense that, uh, you know, the participants can still continue to be part of the study. Um, you know, the, the sad um, reality is that, um, you know, out of the 200,000 um, people that they hope to enroll, a, um, a proportion of them will probably develop cancer um, in their lifetime. Um, and that's actually one of the kind of goals of the study is um, that they want to look at those people who do go on and develop cancer. Um, because then um, the NCI will actually have kind of like a, um, a before and after picture of what does, what does that participant look like you know, before they develop cancer and then after they develop cancer. Um, and, um, you know, what, um, what, they, what the NCI are really hoping to do is work with, um, with Sanford um, and identify those participants that do go on to develop cancer. And then we will provide them with additional information from their medical records, um, treatment information, maybe some samples from, um, from um, pathology, um, so that they can really study what type of cancer it, you know, the participant has developed um, and link that back to um, any kind of potential pre-cancer data that they have in terms of exposures and really see if there's any sort of link there uh, between what they might have been exposed to or genetics or, or things like that um, and the cancer that um, they end up developing. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, you know, this is really a... Um, uh, you know, a, a comparison of before and after. Um, and they do actually, you know, expect a number of participants to develop cancer um, in order for them to be able to um, study those risk factors. Deanne and Amanda, I'll ask you both the same question and allow both of you to respond. Uh, Deanne, we'll first start with you. Why should the study matter to Sanford providers? Um, I think that for providers, um you know, some of our providers are work in research and some don't, but it's a way for them to um, refer people to a study that um, could benefit them and down the road and, and contribute to their knowledge and maybe um, changing the course of their treatments or their uh, treatment decisions, um, making changes uh, down the road for people um, rather than just thinking about the here and now, like what are we treating 
um, particular cancers with now, more so looking like how, how can that change by looking back at these things and maybe just making strides to make that um, better for people. Amanda? Yeah, so what we learned from this study could uh, help provide new insights into risk factors for developing cancer, as we've said. Um, and, and that could definitely help providers in the future by giving them new tools and insights to prevent cancer. Um, and then it could also assist in new screening guidelines. Uh, I know the screening guidelines uh, for particular types of cancer seem to change quite often. Um, and this could kind of give um, providers a little better direction as far as what the best screening guidelines are. Awesome. Well, thank all three of you for taking the time and joining us here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before we wrap up, I'd like to remind you that Sanford Health Innovations podcast is now available on your favorite podcast apps like Apple and Spotify, as well as our website, Sanford Health News. If you enjoyed this conversation, follow us, give us a thumbs up, and share your comments. We love hearing from you and hope that you find these conversations insightful. Thanks again for listening. I'm Simon Floss with Sanford Health News.